Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey friends, it is Danny J and I'm doing a solo episode today. I'm really excited. Uh, if you've been following me on Instagram for the last couple of weeks, you see I've been promoting a workshop um, talking about the one thing you need to invest in right now in order to thrive in this economy. And I figured that I would do a podcast on this one thing because it is really freaking important. And let me tell you, this one thing allowed me to pay off $18,000 of debt in 69 days, debt that I had been trying to pay off for, oh boy, a decade, partially a student loan, partially a credit card. Um, This one thing allowed me to buy two cars cash um, just a few months after paying off that debt. This one thing allowed me to travel all over the world. This one thing has allowed me to get in rooms with people who make seven and eight figures and become friends with them. And this one thing has allowed me not only just to have, you know, financial success and, and meet people like that, but it has also allowed me to become the kind of person that I have become and continually work on that. And so if you're wondering what this one thing is, if you're trying to guess, if it was stock market, if it was Bitcoin, the one thing that I invested in was myself. And I know that seems almost maybe a little bit, uh, I don't know, contrite, like, okay, nice, invest in yourself. What does that even mean? I know the first time I heard Uh, One of my mentors talked about investing in myself. I was actually at a workshop where I had just invested in myself. And she said, the only thing, the only thing that you can guarantee an ROI on, real estate um, has a high return. It's one of the safest investment. Bonds are one of the safest investments. But the only thing that you are guaranteed an ROI is the investment in yourself because you control the outcome and how you develop it. And it has been one of the greatest things I've ever learned. I did not learn this growing up. I, in fact, I was told always to not spend money. Um, I was taught that, you know, to go to school and get an education, but after that, that it stops, right? How many of us have, we went to school because we were told education was important, but then after that, we weren't told to keep learning, which is very bizarre. And so this one thing started for me at a very, very low moment in my life. And I'm not going to share with you the entire story, but the the short of it is I lost everything after the last recession. It was a couple years after actually, ironically, you know, and I, you know, I've warned people on this work, uh, on this workshop that I hosted that so many people who are fine right now in their jobs, they're like, you know, I'm good. Corona hasn't affected me. Y'all, that was me. 2008, I was like, I'm doing really good. In fact, I had some of my best years, best years during 2008, 2009. There was a slow domino effect that didn't affect me till later. And I did not know what I didn't know. And had I, could I go back and do it again? I would have invested in myself earlier. I would have done things different with my money. And so this is why it's so important for me to get this out here now, because we have some big things coming. And the next three years are going to be in a major opportunity for people to build massive wealth, 
but I think a lot more people are going to go into poverty. And one of those reasons I truly believe is just because of our thought process, our lack mindset. Lack and abundance mindset is going to be so, um, we're just going to be able to see it more because of what's happening. And ultimately, whether or not you stay broke, stay poor, isn't really about the money, whether you lose it all or have it all, it is really about the mindset. And we know this because we have seen, and there's statistics, I, I thought this was on a Sports Illustrated study that 78% of NFL players end up bankrupt within two years of retirement and 60% of NBA players end up completely broke in five years. So it just goes to show you it's not the amount of money that we have, it is the mindset. And a lot of these guys come from a background, a poverty mindset, and they get thrown all this cash and they don't know how to maintain that wealth. And we've seen it with lottery winners as well. I don't know what the statistics are, but I feel like it's 98% or something of people who win the lottery end up worse off after the fact than before they did. So what I want to talk about is why investing in yourself is going to help keep you from becoming one of those people and also realize that you are in so much more control of your own potential, your own finances, your own businesses right now than you really think. It is not outside your control. It is not all all in the hands of coronavirus or the government paying you a stimulus or not paying you a stimulus. You have all the control. And so I really want to share how investing in yourself has done that for me, how it continues to do that for me, and how you can do this for yourself. So the first time I really invested in myself, at least in the ways that I'm going to talk about, was I lost everything after the economy crash. I was literally, uh, my husband and I moved to Dallas, Texas, which I had grown up in Vegas, lived there my whole life. So I don't know if, if any of you have lived somewhere your whole life and then at 30 you finally move and it's so far. It was like, it was lonely. I didn't know anybody. Um, we only had one car because everything had fallen apart. Um, we were losing all the money, cars broke down. So he had one vehicle to go to work in and I was at home and I was kind of forced into my internet business, which was a good thing, but I was also at home, not really making a lot of money and spending a lot of time just Googling how to make money, how to win a car. I was emailing Ellen trying to win a car. I mean, y'all, I was taking desperate measures. I needed a vehicle. I needed money. I did not know how to get it. So Google... I was joking to Jill, actually. I said, what if you die? And instead of like, you know, they say at the pearly gates, you see your whole life flash before your eyes. What if God just hands you a book of all your Google searches of what you ever typed into Google? It would be hilarious and maybe frightening. I don't know. Anyway, I've had some weird Google searches lately. So I'm at home Googling all the things. And ultimately, I Google my own name. Uh, I find somebody who has my name who ends up being this speaker slash authoring coach, uh, millionaire, who is basically a trainer, network marketing trainer and sales trainer. And through a series of events, I start reading her books. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I need to see her in person because there, there was too many weird coincidences in our lives. And so I looked her up and just turns out that she happened to be having an event in Dallas the very next week. And I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? But I look it up and it costs 300 bucks. Now I had a credit card that had a $5,000 limit, not a lot, but it was maxed out. And I had just gotten a payment from a little contract thing I did. And I paid $500 off on that credit card to like give it some space. And I saw this workshop and it was $300. And I'm like, shoot, I really want to go. But I really want my husband to go too. And if it's 300, that's 600 for both of us. And we can't, like, I don't have enough money on my credit card. There's only 500 left. 
And I saw a little thing on there that said there's discount for couples. And I dug around and found out it would be only a hundred for your partner and 300 for you. So I was like 400 bucks. Ooh, should I do it? And I was reading all the testimonials on the pages and it was all about how everybody is making so much money and getting out of debt and paying off thousands of dollars. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I just paid off the credit card. Am I really going to put $400 on a credit card to go <laughs> to go to a seminar about getting out of debt, like paying creating debt to go to a seminar about getting out of debt? And I started like having this inner dialogue of like, well, I'll just get out of debt first and then I'll go. But in my mind, I was like, wait a second, I sound like my clients who, you know, as personal trainer, you hear this a lot. It's like people go, well, I'm going to work out with you as soon as I get in shape. I'm like, well, that's not the point. You work out with a trainer so you get in shape. So I realized I was saying the same thing. I was like, I'm going to go to this workshop after I get out of debt. And I was like, no, 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 you should do it. And ultimately, I waited till the last minute, night before. I told myself, if they're sold out, I can't go. It wasn't meant to be. But if they have a space, then I have to book it. Sure enough, I called the day before. They said, yeah, you could still come. I was like, shit. So I put it on my credit card. Did not tell my husband how much it cost. I didn't even tell him what it was. I was just like, hey, um, I think we should go to this workshop thing tomorrow. Uh, I don't really know what it is, but you should come. Yeah, not the best way to tell your husband to drag him into what we went into. But the long story short of it, I had my eyes opened in ways in which I was sabotaging myself. I had my eyes open in ways that I had never known before um, and ways and things that I teach now, things that Jill and I teach now, but I just, I just thought differently. The big thing I learned was about the mindset, about money being about your mindset. There's lack mentality and there's abundance mentality. And someone with lack mentality saying things like, there's no jobs, no one's hiring. And someone with abundance mentality saying, what kind of skills do I have? What kind of things can I do to serve? How can I create something? What can I do? What can I sell? You know, and I was sitting there, I just left Utah going, nobody's hiring. I can't get a job. Everything is, and people are saying this now, and this is why I think that the disparity between wealth and poverty is going to grow wider because so many more people are saying the unemployment rate is high, no one's hiring, there's no jobs. And I just truly believe that we create this, right? I believe in the law of attraction in a lot of ways. Like we create what we're saying and speaking. And so I was saying these things and I was also being a brat about it all. I was like, I should be in a better place by now. I can't believe I live with my friends, um, you know, just kind of boohooing the whole situation. And I, and I could have been feeling grateful that I had friends to take care of me. Could have been feeling grateful that the government allowed me to have food stamps and so I didn't starve and that I live in a, a place where that's possible. I could have been grateful that... My husband did get a job in another state, even though I had to wait two months to get there, even though it was less money than we had ever made before. He got something, but instead I was just like, oh, it's only 35,000 a year. We've always made more than that. Oh, we have to move to another state. Oh, you know? And so I learned in this workshop about mindset. I learned the things I was doing that were not faithful with the little things, which I've talked about in another workshop. And after this workshop, I realized investing in myself is the only thing I have control over. And so I left that, that $400. And I just told you I had 5K that was on a credit card, paid that off within a month and a half or so. 
and then paid off my $12,500 in student loans in the next month and a half. Now, mind you, I'd have these student loans for years, 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 years. And it was 18,000 total. My husband had a $35,000 a year job. If you do the math, there's no way that could have happened in 69 days. But I learned so much. I learned how to shift my skills. I learned how to try something different. I learned how to offer something different. And I did that. And so that lit a fire under me, realizing that I needed to continue to invest in myself. So I went to the next step in the process of working with these people and I hired them and doing more like one-on-one type coaching, but it was like group coaching. I did a group coaching program and this group coaching was $1,200 and I cringed. I cringed at spending $1,200, but I was like, man, that $400, it helped me do this. I'm going to do the $1,200. And I'll tell you what, I had access to two seven-figure earners do a group coaching call Q&A once a week for six weeks. And that $1,200 was worth the time that I was able to ask questions because I asked some questions. They saved me from making a huge mistake. I was now all of a sudden I figured I got this made. I know how to make money now. And I had some money in the bank and I was going to go out and get a new car because, you know, I was Googling how to win a car, trying to get Ellen to get me a car. So I was going to go out and I was going to go buy a $30,000 car, a new car, but I was going to finance it. And this millionaire yelled at me. Well, he didn't yell at me. He sternly told me I was an idiot. (laughs) He said, why would you get out of debt to just go back into it and get a car? He goes, you can buy a car for $10,000 that runs perfectly fine. And I'm like, no, I can't. Well, long story short, he was right. I bought myself a luxury car. It was used, but a luxury car, my very first luxury car for cash for $12,000 and didn't have a payment. And then I was able to sell that car just a few years later for the same that I purchased it. So I basically had a car for free for two years. So ultimately that story is just to share with you the investment that I, these two investments that paid me over and over and over. That $400 investment, I wanna say made me over $18,000, but it made me more because it continues to pay me today. That $1,200 investment with those coaches continues to pay me today because that was one lesson. I learned so many lessons. After that, I have invested multiple tens of thousands of dollars. I invested $20,000 in a speaking course to work with some amazing people to learn to become a better speaker, a better communicator. And so I really want to share this podcast to give you some ways that you can invest in yourself. And so first thing is you have to drop your ego. For me, I felt like, why would I spend money on learning other stuff? Because I still have student loans. Like, I'm not learning anymore. I'm not going to spend any more if I still have student loans to pay. Or what do they know that, you know, I don't? And I had to really drop my ego and realize that there were things that I didn't know. There were just simply things that I didn't know. And sure, I could figure them out myself, but it might take me a lot longer. And why not just speed up the results and speed up the learning curve by paying somebody who's already been there and done that and already hit those walls and already gone through those struggles and can tell me the way around so I don't have to go through the same the same struggles that they did. So dropping your ego is huge. Second part of this is that investing really takes one of two things. And on the webinar, I asked people, what do you think these two, one of two things are? Lots of responses. One of them was commitment. I think it was a really great answer. But for me, the one of two things is time and money. Investing in yourself is going to take one of those two things. And for a lot of it, we'll take both. So investing in yourself can take time. 
meaning you are here listening to this podcast. It's taking up your time. It's not costing you anything, but it is costing you something. It's costing you time, which is the most valuable thing that you have. So investing in yourself can, can cost you time. Time to learn, time to take a course, time to learn things the hard way, um, time to watch a video tutorial, time to read a book, time to go to a three-day workshop or retreat. And it can cost you money. So some of these things are both, right? Going to a workshop, you may have to pay for and spend your time. Some of these things you're going to pay for and spend a lot of time. Some of them you use your money in order to buy back time. So a lot of times you're investing in, let's say for me, I have an online business. There's a lot of tech stuff I don't want to do. For me, a great investment is to pay someone to set up all the ClickFunnels stuff that I don't want to do. So it's saving me time, but I'm investing by spending the money. So investments can go either time and money. They require both or they're going to require one or the other. A lot of times when you spend more money, it's to buy back your time. And that is a really wise way to invest as well and one way to look at it. And I know Jill talks about you know, when you're starting your business to always value your time over money. And that's how we've really created lifestyles that are ones that we love. I know so many people who create a business, they end up hating their business because it's stealing their life away. So I truly value time over money. And I think that's what something important to keep in mind is something that you value or knowing what you value. And then how do you prioritize that? especially when you're looking at when and where and how to invest. So I want to share with you five ways to invest in yourself. But first, we're going to have to ask yourself some questions. So first, you want to ask yourself, like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And I don't mean like, yeah, I want to go to Paris. I want to go to Jamaica. I mean, where do you want to go in your life? How do you want to make an impact? Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? Do you want to be an author? Do you want to be an influencer? Do you want to have an impact? Or do you want to be like living in Wyoming in a cabin away from all the humans and have lots of dogs and have like complete freedom and off the grid? Like, where do you want to be going? And what kind of life do you want? How does that life look? Do you want a life of complete freedom? Do you want a life of luxury where you have really nice cars? You live in a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Um, What kind of life do you want? And everyone's answer is very different. Very, very different. The next question to ask is who's living that? Who is living that? Do you know anyone who's living that lifestyle? Or do you have anyone in mind who's living that lifestyle? Because what I have found is that so often we take advice from people around us who aren't living the life we want. We take money advice from people who aren't living the life we want. We take parenting advice who aren't the kind of parents we want. We take relationship advice from people who don't have the relationships we want. And why do we do that? Because they're our friends? Because they're just our neighbors, our coworkers? So ultimately, you want to only take advice from people who are living the kind of life you want or who maybe made the mistakes that you don't want to make. So I would definitely take advice from someone who has been married and divorced four times. If they're telling me how to avoid doing what they did, if they're telling me their mistakes, if they're like, look, if you don't want to end up in your fifth marriage, don't do what I did. Don't do this. You know, sometimes it is great to talk to people who've messed up and let them tell you how they messed up so you can avoid those pitfalls. So ask who's living that life and find out what they did to get there. Find out what they did to get there. Sometimes, sometimes this is really freeing because sometimes we're seeing somebody on social media living a life that we really want 
and find out they got an inheritance or find out it's their husband footing the bill or find out that they, you know, it's like, oh, okay, maybe they're not the person I need to ask. I need to find out who did the things I need to do to get there. So it's very important to ask who's living the life you want, find out what they did, and then see if there's ways that you can do what they did or work with them. Um, You want to find ways to up-level and upgrade. So ask yourself who you want to be, where you want to go, what kind of life you want, who's living it, find out what they did, and then figure out what exactly you want or want to be doing. And there's multiple ways and multiple avenues, right? So we can be looking at relationships. Maybe you investing in yourself means you want to hire a coach because you want to be in a relationship. You're single and you're tired of it and you want to know how to be in a relationship. Maybe it's you want a better relationship with your current partner. And so you're going to invest in some course or maybe like a couple's retreat or sex therapist or something to make things better. Maybe what you want to be doing is a completely new job. And so you need to invest in some kind of skills or um, maybe you need to invest in learning how to interview better. You know, maybe you have really amazing skills and you would be perfect for a certain job, but you totally suck at job interviewing. And so you need some interview coaching. You need to practice. There are so many ways to invest in yourself to get what you want, but we got to figure out what it is that you want and then what things are missing that you need to fill in the gaps there. So online business, I have, I have an online business and there were a lot of things I needed to figure out. Um, you know, I was quote unquote influencer before that was a thing. I had my sweaty Betty's brand and I didn't know how to be an influencer. There wasn't, there wasn't courses on that or what to do, but then they started coming out with marketing um, courses and things. I was like, oh, I'm actually doing this already. Okay. I need to learn more. I need to get better at this. So I spent a lot of time taking courses on marketing. I spent a lot of times on email marketing because this is how I communicate with my audience through email, through captions, through videos, maybe, um, taking some small design courses or just learning a little bit of design photography. So after we kind of figure out our, well, what do we want? What are we trying to get? We need to know what the KPIs are. So the K, a KPI is a key performance indicator. That is like really what's the needle mover. What is going to actually give me an ROI? ROI is return on investment. So if I spend $300, you know, learning this skill, the ROI I'm expecting is that once I get out of this, I'm going to be able to at least make $300 and more from it, right? Like if I go to beauty school and I pay eight grand for beauty school, I pay eight grand because I know that's going to make me a career and I'm going to make 20 grand a year first year and hundred grand a year, whatever. That's kind of what we expected with our college degree, right? We were all told that if we go to college, we're going to get a good paying job. We all heard that story. So the ROI is that, but the key performance indicators are what is actually moving the needle. So if I am an internet marketer and I am sitting there spending, I don't know, $500 on a course to learn graphic design. Is that really a key performance indicator? Like, is there something I can look on a piece of paper and see that that is actually paying off? And that might be a hard one to justify, right? Like, unless I'm selling my graphic design skills, it might not be the best use of my time. I might be better off doing something like an email marketing course or speaking course or something like that. So 
KPIs are what are things that are actually moving the needle on your business? Find out what those are. So <laughs> one of the things I also invested in, I'm going to just tell you a couple of things I invested in. I invested in, I said this before, coaches, masterminds, books. I've invested in experiences, um, in speaker training. I even invested in a stylist. So back in 2013, 14, I wanted to speak and I, you guys, I didn't know how to dress. Like I literally had a lady come to my house. I hired her as a speaking coach first. And then I started talking to her. I found out she also did wardrobe. And I was like, um, I need help. And she goes, well, let me see your closet. I'm like, I have nothing. She goes, well, let me see your closet. I'm like, I swear I have nothing. She goes, just let me see it. I'm like, okay. So I let her in my room because she was coaching me at my house. She walks into my closet. She goes, oh my gosh, you have nothing. I was like, I told you. All I had was workout clothes because y'all have been a personal trainer for years and I don't have any clothes in my closet. I had just a drawer full of black workout pants and then a bunch of pants that uh, sponsors sent me. So she, I hired her to take me shopping at Nordstrom's. We bought a dress there for 900 bucks. <sighs> you guys, I, I want to tell you I kept it, but I didn't. I came home, I freaked out and I took it back. But I'll tell you, um, she showed me a bunch. It was a fun experience. We went to Nordstrom's. She had me try on a bunch of things, things that look professional, things that would look good on stage, things that wouldn't look good on stage. She gave me so many amazing tips, you know, and then I started doing stitch fix and stitch fix really helped me kind of up level my clothing game as I learned over the years to kind of develop my own style. So even that is an investment in yourself. Now, again, back to KPI, if maybe you're learning how to weld for whatever reason, you're building metal, heavy metal machinery. Investing in a stylist probably is not a good KPI. It's not really going to matter, right? So investing in things that matter to your goals and where you're trying to go is what matters. So first thing, I'm going to give you just five ways to invest in yourself that you can do. Number one is buy a book or get one from the library. Buy a book that has skills you need, um, that has ideas that will help you grow in whichever ways you're looking to grow. If there is like a thought in your head, most there's got to be some kind of book out there that's going to help you a little bit. If you can't, I was going to say, if you can't buy a book, go to the library, except libraries are probably closed for a little longer. So buy a book or borrow a book, but have your friend put it on the porch so you don't have to look at them. Stay six feet away. Um, number two is take an online course, class, or workshop. Online courses have been amazing. What I love is any online course I've had, I've been able to go back to it later and watch it again, replay it again and go, oh, okay, I get this. Like replay, replay, replay. Find somebody who's done what I wanted to do by their course and learn from them. It's been amazing. Online class, online workshop, same thing. They're all kind of similar genre. Taking an online course is amazing. You can also take an in-person course, class or workshop as soon as social distancing is over. Um, number three, get some practical experience or practice. So find ways that you can actually practice doing what you're trying to do. So I took a public speaking course and part of that was I got to speak in front of my peers and practice that speaking. Um, you can join Toastmasters, it's free. And I get to practice speaking in front of a group. So find ways, maybe if you're doing training, get a group small group of friends together and practice being a trainer. Um, all of these things require some practice, but find ways to get practice, get experience. Number four is join a small group or a mastermind. And this could be a free or paid type thing. I've joined paid masterminds. I've been in 
masterminds that I created myself. My first mastermind was with actually Cassie Ho, Blog Lotties, who we had on the podcast recently. Cassie Ho and my friend Beck's life, Rebecca Baruki, 2013, we used to call each other every Sunday and just talk about what was going on in our business, how much money we were making, um, and try to help each other. And it was just like a, group, a call where we just talked and masterminded on like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what's working. This is what's not. Um, you can join a small group like that. You can get, create your own small group, or you can join a mastermind that's already established with somebody who you want to be around. You know, earlier in the episode, I said I've been in rooms with seven figure and eight figure earners. I didn't always know millionaires. So I had to pay to be in rooms with other people like that so I could see what they were doing differently so I can ask what they're doing differently. So sometimes you have to pay and invest to be in those type of rooms and it's so worth it. Um, And you may have to work up to that. I was not able to do that at the beginning, no way. And nor would I have even had the mindset to do it either. And then number five is invest in personal assets. So what I mean by this is invest in personal assets to make you better or to help in the process you're working on. So let's say you want to have a podcast. You want to invest in some equipment, right? Like you need to get some stuff to help you move that along. Um, you want to be a photographer. Okay. You're going to need to invest in a nicer camera. You're going to need to invest in the lessons, how to use it, but you also need the camera to get started. Now, I don't want this to make you not do the thing. If you're like, I want to, you know, be a photographer, but I don't have the money. Start with your iPhone, you know, like start taking, figure it out. But invest in some assets. Some of those are going to be clothes. You know, if you want to be seen as some kind of leader or established and you're dressing like I was dressing, I used to call it fitness hag, I had to invest in clothes. I had to invest in like getting a good haircut instead of going to supercuts. Like I need to make sure if I am in the public eye and I'm going to be on a stage or I'm going to be on a camera, I need to invest in some things that make me look better because that was where I was going with it, right? If I'm behind the camera, behind the scenes, that's not where I'm looking at. Maybe I'm investing in the camera. Um, So those are five things I hope that help kind of give you an idea of what it means to invest in yourself. I know we hear it tossed around and personal development and, you know, trainers, people like invest in yourself. And I just remember hearing that going, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. So there's a few ideas, obviously your health, health, y'all, anything you could do for your health is an investment that will pay off for sure. It's the only thing you got. So anyway, I'm also launching a course right now, um, master your money. It is a course to help with your personal finances, your money mindset, um, help you like get control over this so that you actually have the foundational, um, beliefs and know-how in order to build wealth. And so you can go to the link in the show descriptions to access that course. And otherwise we will see you back in the Facebook group. Love having our conversations there. would love to hear how you've invested in yourself. And hopefully on the next episode, Jill and I will be back together and talk to you soon.